This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Celtic Rumors TV, the Boz and Bonnet podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us tonight, we have Terence, Care61, and Michael, Michael Dundee, both from a form page of the podcast at www.celticgloomers.co.uk. You can also check out all our, dis- all our links to the podcast in the description below. On tonight's podcast, we will talk about Celtic 2-0 defeat at home to RB Leipzig last night. We look ahead to the game at the weekend against Tibbs, and of course, anything you guys want to say, have your say, let us know in the live chat and we'll be up and down that throughout the show. Firstly, I'll hand off to Mark for a few shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. A few shout-outs to some of the lads in the forum, Tim Alloy, Rich and his family, a Glasgow Green, we join United Ireland, doesn't he? He was meant to come on the other night, Paul, but I've seen him posting. I'm going to get in touch with him and see what he's been up to. He's he probably went missing again. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> big jabber in the live chat. Evening, jabber. Uh, Sean, nice to see you. And Sean again, pal. Terms, he's coming on. Brian, evening, Brian. Dr. Strangelove, thanks very much for coming in again, mate. Nice to see you in. Uh, we're at 610 subscribers still. We lost one. I don't know who it was, but we'll find who you were. But we found, we found a new one, so it's back, back up at the 610. Uh, thanks for everybody that watches, tunes in and listens to us. Really appreciate it. Uh, the links for everything's in the description box below in our link tree, our Discord group, our forum. We don't really do much in Twitter, but we're Twitter linking that so on it. There's a link to our video game in Discord on it. Uh, you can even join the Celtic pools on it now. So everything is on the link tree link in the description box below. Uh, that's everything in it, Paul. Just let's get going. Terms yeah. is already down there. Evening, Terms. Evening, James. How are we? Ah, no bad. Thanks for joining us. There's Mike as well. So, Celtic nil, RB Leipzig 2 was the final score. Uh, an unwanted uh, sack in the Champions League as Celtic now are the first club to be losing seven games in a row at home. Celtic stick bottom of the group with one point. Uh, to progress, we, we have to beat Shakhtar at home. And hope RB Leipzig beat uh, Shakhtar Ness in their final game. Uh, another disadvantage is our goal difference, uh, minus minus seven. Uh, the start for the game, uh, Celtic shot 16 to Shakhtar, uh, RB 13. On target, Celtic 2, RB 5, possession 41 to their 59, passes to Celtic 424 to their 616, 82% tax rate to their 87% tax rate. Some of the walls are saying, Pathetic mark, useless, shambles, what is Ange Ball were, were some of the things on Twitter last night. Other people are saying it's a lauding call for this team, they're young. Uh, I think Ange came out in his interview yesterday, he says the only experienced player really he has in the team yesterday that played in this level was Joe Hart. The rest of the team 
never experienced this. What do you think? Is it a Lauren Cobb? I don't think that's fair. I, I go to disagree with Ange there, Paul. See, be honest, I mean, it's football's football. Whether and whether it's the Champions League or the Europa League, I mean, the many teams in that Champions League are like bounce between the Europa League and the Champions League when it gets to like your kind of level. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, when you're coming up against the top dogs like your Real Madrid and teams like that, your Barcelona's fair dues. But last night, last last night was terrible. Last year, really was. Mm-hmm. It was another game, another game that Celtic should have won. We've just, we've just totally lost direction for the Real Madrid game. I think. Mhm, mhm. No, Mikey, to be... Mikey, Mikey's yeah. a bit, Mikey's a bit opinionated, isn't you, Mikey lad? That's just garbage, is it? Mhm. Yeah. You do, Mikey. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Mikey? That like it, it was just. Shocking from Celtic the last couple of games in Europe. Can you hear us? Yeah. Aye, yeah, I can hear yeah. you, Mikey. Aye. No, I was just um, far too many people are trying to paper over the cracks on. It was like, oh, it's, this is like the team hasn't really, like, the players in the Champions League ready, and it's in, like there are young guys, and it's just absolute garbage. Celtic were absolutely, I've been absolutely shocking in Europe. Shocking, like he says, that performance yesterday. Two shots on target, the whole game, and that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. Celtic Park just a, a playground now for the the big teams to come and just enjoy to play. Put on a good show for the because like, everybody loves playing there. Like uh, seven home games in a row, Celtic have lost in the Champions League. Yeah, seven. And people are saying, "Oh, we're still learning and being still a new team and everything." That's shocking, eh? Like you say, they're just fodder in Europe, eh? That's all they are. And the people are what really I can't, un- what I can't understand, Mikey, is we've been saying it here for weeks, weeks. We said it again on Sunday. I, I, I predicted it. I said he was going to mark it. I said it to you and I said to Terence there, he's going to go with that like that midfield line. Can you imagine going into that game, like Paul? Too Martin. open. Yeah, like where no proper CDM. Mm-hmm. That whole start of eleven, and you play and, O'Reilly and, there. Didn't get us wrong. O'Reilly was outstanding. Like he was one of the better players. He was, yeah, the but, but yeah, yeah. That's not his role. Like they brought, they went and brought in that song, guy. Song, Michael, to play that role, who can play that role? Do you get me? You know. Yeah, that's what I mean. O'Reilly's. You you want him in the attacking bit of the picture? No, no. Mm-hmm. no I, I just find everything like I think there's far too much of a smokescreen and people saying, "Oh, it's early days and." This is our first time back in the chat. I'll be the last time we're in the Champions League if we keep going the way we're going with these performances. I mean, everybody, just, to think, oh, sorry, everybody, everybody just think that it's a stick on that Celtic are going to win the cha- win the league this year again, and we'll get in the Champions League again. What's the point of going into the Champions League when you just get humiliated every game? Because it is I've embarrassing. Said, I've said that for years, Mike. You see, some too many speak about that. See, like on the forum for years, people have. Because I used to, what's the point of getting in there just to watch Celtic getting beat 6 nothing and 7 nothing with Barcelona and PSG? I'd much rather see them try and get, like a, get a, run in the Euro, a, a longer run in the Europa League. Mm-hmm, People mm-hmm. Are, but, but think of the money. And I'm like, so basically, you're just acting like some old prostitute in Sucky Hall Street. We'll day in him, we'll turn up and day in him just as long as you throw a few million quid at his kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, fear, I mean, you can see there is levels when you look at like the, the actual. Yeah, like the club, the money that clubs have got, even compared to Leipzig and that. But it's like, it's, 
chances, the chances we had last night, or for the last few weeks against Fury at Real Madrid games, I said, the chances we've had, uh, and it's been sitters, we've, we've had, they're meant to be worth top players and they're missing some of the easiest chances ever that you're going to see. That's what I mean, like, the, uh, the guy in the live chat, it's crazy thinking, because this is a new squad, you can't hold defeats against, like, previous managers that have had in the Champions League and that. Facts are facts. And what about the other two way games away from home? Against Sharks or against Leipzig, were they acceptable games as well, were they? Do I mean, Celtic are fodder in Europe. Do I mean, we're forgetting about the Europa League last year and the Conference League where we were embarrassed by Bodo Glimp last year as well. Aye, I know. That was a Serbian for me, that Bodo Glimp one. They'll no cause us any problems in that, and then fairly end up with a fair bit of ego in my face. Celtic have got problems in Europe, though, eh? Like, major, like, like, say, whether it's previous managers, new managers, whatever, eh? Like, Celtic just kind of play in Europe just now, eh? It's as simple as that, eh? I saw uh, an interesting uh, thing today that for Celtic to really make a goal in the Champions League, they'd be looking at spending about ninety million. That's what that's what, that's what club. That's what I'm saying, man. Club Rouge Aye. invested a bit. It was actually Buzz put up the form. Club Rouge, Mark. He said we're in the Champions League for the last four years, and this is their fifth season in it. And this season they really made a goal of it. They've spent ninety million on their squad. And they won their first four games in the Champions League. So that's what we're looking at. Celtic aren't going to be doing that. But Celtic need to be looking at least third in the Champions League. But at the moment, it's not looking like that. Like You know what I mean? It's, it's looking... That's got to be the ultimate. I've, I've said it for years, Paul. Celtic should be their aiming for second in qualifying a third. That should be the, the least that Celtic gets third in a, cha- in a Champions League group. Because you can't... You can't keep swaggering about thinking you're a big fancy Champions League club just because you get a wee pat in the heat about how good your fans in the stadium is. Mm-hmm. Terence, you want to come in there? Yeah, I've never heard so much bollocks coming out of Ange in my entire life. He mm. hasn't a fucking clue. How we can say the stuff he comes out with. I watched him say today about Maeda, how unlucky he is and he's this and he's that. What game is he watching? What game is he watching that he thinks Maeda's playing good football? And we said it on here... Numerous occasions, like Michael has just said there, going into these games with no holding midfielder is a joke. The best teams that ever played in this Champions League, the Barcelonas, the Man Uniteds, all had genuine holding midfielders. And yet he thinks, I don't need to do it. He got hammered last year. He got hockeyed this year. He got hockeyed in everything to do with Europe this year and last year. It's a joke, like, 53 chances Celtic have created and they've scored one goal. One goal. The misses are inexcusable. They're inexcusable. If you saw it in Sunday League football, you'd be, you'd be fuming. Like the, the Kyogre header last night. Some of the misses in just in general in the SPL. The misses by Maeda. It's just nonsense out of them. And to be trying to say that it's, oh, they're unlucky and it's this and it's new guys. Just go through the team. How many of them are international footballers like? Most of them are international. Yes, two or three weeks ago after Shakhtar Donetsk, we were all saying, Celtic have a real chance of finishing second in this. They're, they're probably justifiably going to finish last now. They're, they're, they're chronic bad. They're absolutely, and it's like Michael said, this notion that teams are wanting to come to Celtic Park now for the atmosphere, for the buzz, for the crack, and basically they're knocking in doors left, right and centre. The Celtic team are 
They've got so many bang average players in that squad. It's unbelievable. And it's rather than the manager just coming out and facing facts and having the, the courage to say, yeah, okay, this, that, whatever. You know, coming out with so many excuses that you've seen, it's just, it's it's so annoying. And it's you, you, driving me up the walls. Like. Do you think then, though, maybe Terence, um, we, we, we were clinical of uh, Neil Lennon in, in the past coming out slating the players in, in public. Do you maybe think I'm just protecting the players by saying that and maybe slating them back, back in the dressing room? I don't know, Paul, but look, at the end of the day, like, I mean, you were talking about Neil Lennon there. Look at Neil Lennon and look at Gordon Strachan. They, 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 they knew I can't compete with X, Y, and Z by playing this particular way. They'd put a Paul Hartley or Barry Robson, or they'd always have a Scott Brown or a Wan Yam or a Joe Ledley. They knew, like, well, we're not going to have much possession, but I'm going to make it as awkward as possible for them. And just like, at times, it's like it's under 10 football. We'll all run forward. We'll leave two fellas back and hope to Jesus that the opposition don't burn us. If you look at the look at the header Kyogre missed, and then look at the header okay. that look at the header that that Werner scored for them. Yeah. Look at the yeah. difference in the quality. Look at the difference in the class. Like, you and yet there there two there two sorry there two goals mark. There was at least four or five Celtic fellas marking no one for the for Werner's header and for the second fellas. Brilliant mm-hmm. touch. Don't get me wrong. A brilliant finish. But fellas aren't picking them up. And you know, I just like that kind of shit. Sorry for swearing. Now it drives me mental listening to some of the nonsense. It just drives me up the walls. Like Celtic are not a Champions League team. They're just not. They're just not good enough. Simple as that. And I know a lot Mark. of people might agree with me, but I'm fuming with it. Yeah, Mark, do you want to come in there? Oh, just what I was going to say. I was, I was talking to Mike about this earlier on about the Kyogo goal, oh, well, the Kyogo miss. But see. People are saying, oh, was he offside in that? He was offside to win the count. It doesn't matter if he was offside. He should still have scored that. Mark, that ball was... That, 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 that ball and was kind of G. Marcus. And as Mikey said to me as well, well, if he was offside, why was it a goal kick? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but even, even if he was offside, a good striker... Stopped. You play the whistle kind of thing. A good striker should have had that in the net and then it comes to the decision whether he was offside. Whether he was offside, offside it doesn't make any is, difference. It was a terrible is, miss. Is, is Kyogo really an out-and-out striker? No, he's no. no. I've seen that. I've seen that yeah. for a scene on Paul. Why, like, and, and, and another thing as well, so, sorry, um, everybody talks about money. Oh, they've spent, like... Hundred million, or they've spent this and they've spent that. That's that's bollocks as well. That's just a smokescreen as well. Like, uh, like see, Maccabi Haifa, Callum McGregor's on more money than nearly every player in that squad, and they absolutely humped Juventus yesterday two 0 at him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, just about a bit of passion from the players and about organisation. Eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's uh, an Israeli team eh, beating the the biggest Italian team in history. And well, I, the, funny thing, the funny thing about it as well, Michael, is, sorry, Paul, the funny thing about it is this money thing only ever comes up with Celtic when they get hoes like. Oh, it's, yeah, never, yeah. It's, it's, never, it's never an issue at the start, or it was never an issue two weeks ago when they played, or when they played well against Madrid, and then they should have beaten Shakhtar the next. It was never an issue that, oh, Celtic's team is only worth 21 million or 23 million. It's only when we get our ass pumped. But sure, we've got our ass pumped by Cluj, by Ferns Farosh, by Copenhagen. Do you know what I mean? No one can tell me that those teams have have wagon loads more money than what Celtic have like. You know, it's, you know, you, if you said you have to set up your team accordingly, when you've got the quality that Celtic have, there's a reason the players are playing with Celtic and there's a reason the players are playing with Leipzig. They're a lot better than the Celtic players. But you have to box clever and go, okay, if I try match them player by player, like we all criticised before when Brendan Rodgers done it 
but he tried to do it with, against against Paris Saint-Germain and Barca and them boys and he got hosed he was slated for it trying to think he was an arrogant guy trying to do X, Y and Z for me Postacoglu was trying to do the exact same he's trying to do, he's thinking that he can match these guys player for player or his style against their style and I don't have to do X, Y and Z and he's got it and he's come and he's back for it horribly wrong he's back for it last year and fair enough you might Ruth, say he didn't have all these players but he has everyone he's wanted this year Ruth said you know he's uh, it is after a press conference he said uh, he knew the space was going to be there he knew his team would 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 get would would be able to pass the ball through uh, Celtics uh, high line and he knew like he they knew how basically how to exploit that he said he knew they weren't going to tighten up he knew they were going to attack so if he knew that we just played into his hands then Mark didn't we well, I can remember. I can't. I can't remember who it was. I'm going back to when Lennon's first team in charge. Some manager came out and said, they asked him if he'd like scouted Celtic, and he says, "I've watched them, but there's not really much point in watching them in the like the league game when then were coming up against them in Europe." So these coaches kind of knew what knew. I mean, it was we packed the box and used like big samurasses were out kind of thing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they knew that they knew that the style was going to change and stuff like that. And and it's just. If he keeps going like that, it's going to it's going to end up actually costing him. A, do you get what I mean? Because it's, it's, if he's come out, don't just him. They've all come out with us with, with, with a Champions League club and that. But with, what we're saying, we've got to get into these games and know we're, know we're limitations and know that there's no way we can go toe to toe with these teams and get away with it. It's just it's just not going to happen. Was, My concern, like, thing, Mark, is that these defeats are obviously they're affecting our league form as well. You know, because it, 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 you can see, like, after these Champions League games and, and losses, like, we haven't been the same since, basically, the I, Champions League groups, have, have we? Well, that's up to the players to get knuckled down and prove it. Do you get what I mean? I'm not... See, that kind of uh, hangovers for European games and World Cup, uh, international games and that, it's a professional athlete's pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If their feelings hurt last night, good. Do you get what I mean? In saying in saying that now, Paul, that like you the, the misses the misses that have been going on between the Champions League and some of the misses in the SPL, yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're inexcusable. I mean, the ones that the ones that the bad I had last week, the ones that Kyogo said, the ones that Maeda's had, they're they're inexcusable. Like you got you can't we can't make an excuse that a fella's five yards out with no keeper in front of him against St Johnson and he langers the ball wide like that's mm-hmm. not that can't be a hangover. That's just the, the, that like the the finishing in Celtic at the minute is absolutely. Brutal at any level, whether it's the SPL or the Champions League, it's brutal. They need about twenty-five chances to score one. Like, it's shocking how bad they are. Like, and there's a reason that they're struggling to get through. Obviously, they have no hope in the Europe, but they're struggling. Why they're struggling to get through some of the games in the SPL? Some of the finishing is just absolutely chronic. Mickey Wapos Haksabadovich. I thought he was kind of the one kind of bright spark from yesterday. I was really impressed with him when I saw him. At least puts in a shift and puts himself about it. Another mm-hmm. problem with Celtic is, is they're just a bunch of. I've got to watch what I see here because they're just soft. They're just soft there. Eh? They'll throw the whole team. I guess there's nobody that wants to go and just stick it on somebody or take the game by the scruff of the neck. Eh? Like Harkabanovich played well. O'Reilly and Taylor. And that, that mm-hmm. they were, and the fact that Taylor played as well as what he did with Maeda in front of him, that tells you everything about him, like. Eh? I mean, because if I was playing with that boy in front, I'd be shitting myself, eh? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I mean, and you'd be making yourself pretty vocal about it as well, wouldn't you, Mikey? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but I kind of blame Ange in a way for keeping my aid in the team because he's just in, and people say, "Well, who else could you play?" You wouldn't put. He's in the firing line now. My aid, he's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse the more he put, he gets played. And it's up to the manager to take him out and take him out the firing line until he gets a bit of confidence. Because like. Even the atmosphere at the game yesterday, that's probably the worst Champions League atmosphere in many a year. Like, yeah, that atmosphere was poor, eh? You know what I mean? It was just, even like, if you, like there's a few other, like, Celtic fan websites after the game and that, and they were all saying it as well. It just wasn't the same, eh? You know I mean, because it's soul-destroying, is it? Can everybody harps and harps and harps about the Champions League, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a downer and a sickener, is it? It's embarrassing what it becomes then. It becomes embarrassing because you're, you're so built up for the, for the whole Champions League and you're saying... Oh come on now, John! It'd be great now. And then you feel so let down when you see what the performance and what they put in, and you're coming off going like, "Really? Is that it? Like, it's you know, it's just as as Michael said there. Like, it made a very valid point. If you don't have Hexanovic in in the midfield, and I like O'Reilly, and I I would always prefer him further forward. But if you were to put the normal midfield in there, if it was McGregor, McGregor, Patate, O'Reilly, for I was like Jota, Abad, Kyogre, or Giacomacus, not one of them can tackle. Mm-hmm. No, maybe maybe O'Reilly can tackle, but the rest of the rest of them can't tackle. The rest of them aren't going to leave a booting. Jotto, Jotto isn't willing to tackle. Most of the rest of them can't tackle or are poor at tackling. You you never see them flying into a tackle. You never see them getting stuck in. So like from the midfield, the midfield up, like Michael has said, they're they're extremely soft. Like when it comes to it. extremely soft. Mm-hmm. You can't always play fancy tippy tappy football. And they tried no, to do that all the time. Last night they should have had shots. There was one stage where the ball fell to Moy and, and even a tad in another stage and they're at the edge of the box and they're trying to do all these flicks instead of just putting your laces through it. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian says that uh, Maida is obviously the whipping boy of the team just now. It's a team again and they're all responsible. You know? Brian, you've been watching my head in the last few weeks. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm not Wait. whipping by him. Just, people are just saying no, how it is. Like, yeah, the team is poor. I don't, think any, I don't think anybody can give Maeda pass marks over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I, really, I, I really don't. I wouldn't say he's a weapon boy. It's just he's been rank rotten for uh, most of this season, let's be honest. But you can tell he's out of confidence as well. So like, but Mark, uh, I, put you, I, I just put this way. Are we, are we, are we using... Is, is Ange actually using Maeda Rice? You know, like... Because what we've saw of Marie de Mac, he was a runner, and he 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 ran off the defence to get me, and he he outpowered him with his speed. Ange doesn't kind of play like that, does he? Ange likes this kind of one twos, fast football thing. Is that style actually maybe not suiting me? That the only thing I can see Marie de Marie is just actually run a bit. Oh, for me the only reason Ange is playing him is because he like. His energy to get get about the parks, and but in the actual football side, he's no he's not been adding anything to that for months. He really hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a strange one why he keeps picking him. It really is a strange one. Is anybody going to talk about about Jota as well and this whole he's left out because of fatigue? Oh, oh I'm just that, 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 I'm just about to bring that up, Michael. That that I that's a big problem. Only I think we only played about fourteen, fifteen games so far this season. And, and his muscle fatigue. All right, well, thanks for coming in, mate. Nice to see you. I didn't even notice that was you that was posting the messages I was putting up. Cheers for coming in, Will. You know, that's 
especially coming off back off an international break where he was uh-huh. away with his international team. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, fatigue, it's just been tired, isn't it? I thought he was like, it wasn't until this morning until I spoke to Mark and it was brought up about the fatigue. I thought he was actually injured. No, I didn't think he was. Fatigue. You imagine, that's why I said to Mark, like, and we all work and we all knock our plans to get a wage and go and travel all over. And that. Can you imagine if I phoned up my work tomorrow and said, oh, can't be bar coming in, I'm too tired. Exactly. Fuck off, I get tell I get tell we have to go like uh, <laughs> I've got some I've got some I've got muscle fatigue. From Mark is that going Is that going then like I'm just saying no mate the the rest when the end of the season, do you know well, what I mean? That's what he said last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know and then we're seeing a player then with muscle fatigue and he's taken out of two games. Do you know what I mean? I I think that's a big worry because we're only about 14 games into the season between the league, the cup, and, and the Champions League. 14 games, and he's already muscle fatigue. And let's be honest, like he's a young lad. You know, uh, shouldn't be, shouldn't be having any kind of injuries if you're all his age, really, shouldn't you? Know, no. you have the energy, in, the energy in the legs to run about all day when you're that age. What in the Champions yeah. League? If you can't get up for the kind of game, game series trouble, like yeah. No. Do you think there is something, me and Mikey were speaking about it earlier on, do you think there's, there's something, maybe we're just scaremongering, I don't know, but do you think there's something going, going a wee bit sour behind the scenes? I think I was just about to say it, Mark, do you think something, do you think maybe Harry Kuhn has maybe upset something since he came in? Is this kind of unit gone between Steve McManus, John Kenny, Strachan, and that unit that they had? I was actually no. thinking, thinking, Paul, was it maybe somebody to do with a split with the, like the wee Japanese contingent? Because mm-hmm. it's them, I mean, it's them that sort of seems to be off the, off the boil the new, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm very but, surprised that. Apart from Hattati, has been doing well, but Kyogo's not been at the races, Maida's not been at the race, races, and Gucci's done a lot of looking. <coughs> well, I looked at... Uh, Kyogo coming off yesterday for Jay Marcus, and, and he didn't look happy. Did not look happy coming off. But he okay, no reason to look happy. How, yeah, well, I, I, know, I know, but if I miss the chance, if, if you're missing the chances he's missing, you're bound to be whipped off, pal. You know, mm-hmm. some of them chances are like missing your mouth with a fork. Like, it's fucking unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. So, like, I can't, I, I, I kind of, a lot of people like Kyogo and I like him as well, but surely, oh, like, just how the market, you, it's just after, like, how you make it. No, it's not just for sitting here slagging the guy into the ground, but it's been entitled to say that he's totally off the boil. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Well, that's what I mean. He dragged out the shite again on Saturday against St Johnston and another dreadful performance. Gets the winner and then again dropped midweek. Like, well, I, I, I don't understand why Kyogo's always got preferential treatment starting up front because no. he's technically, technically better, as they say. Can I want a striker that puts the bar in the goal? Eh? I, I don't care if he's good after the bar or whatever like yeah just I, I just don't understand why he seems to have the nod ahead of Giacomacus eh? Giacomacus is the kind of most prolific striker that we've got I mean even going back to the, the run that he had the many goals was it he scored but it was like one touch one touch a goal mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. was it nine or ten goals that he scored that's like a kind of classic old striker that's who I want to be in the box with these kind of chances that Kyogo and that's missing because you can just tell that they're no, they're, they're just not got that, that kind of instinct. Do you know? Do you know all the good strikers have all, they've all got this kind of instinct where the ball's going to end up and they get to somehow get to the end there. 
even guide you back to clowns like McCoy doing that. But oh. if you're looking for a goal, I'd have Giokamakis on the park before Kyogo all day long. For me, he should be starting. It should be big deal that's starting the games. And then once he's maybe got a goal with maybe one or two up, then he can bring in Kyogo to terrorise him with kind of thing. Well, I would have digested because my aid is obviously struggling with confidence. As I would have started Kyogo on the left and Giacomacus through the middle, if that was the case too. Because I didn't think Kyogo is an out-and-out striker, so play him off the left with Giacomacus through the middle and a bad on the right. Because I think that would have been a better front three. For me, for me, Kyogo's never a, like a, a, a out and out striker up there. He's not, no, never in a month of Sundays. Or even yeah. yesterday, like they could have even put Haksanovic on the left and put Kyogo in the middle role, in the number ten role. So mm-hmm. you know, if that's if that's the thing that he more likes to moving around or whatever. But I, I'm I fully agree with Michael. Like I mean, like Kyogo's missed hats full of chances and sitters in a lot of the games lately. So like, just. He, he looks like a fellow who's gone right off the boil. From a fellow who last year who'd half a chance and seemed to put it away, he's missing he's missing guilted chances in all the games. It, it's awful to watch at the minute. Just awful. And you, you you fear because Celtic needs so many chances to try score a goal. It's a lone opposition. Well, in this level, they have no chance. But in the evening, the SPL, it's a lone opposition. Then giving them more and more hope the longer the game goes on that they, they'll nick one and all of a sudden Celtic are backs against the wall like... What we have learned, and it's something that we should have, everybody's learned over the years. See, when you're playing at the top level, like your Champions League, and that, when you get a chance, you need to take it. Exactly, Mark, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean you get away with these things in the SPL, Mark, but not the Champions Aye, League, they punish no. you. And that's, you know? that's the difference between the, like, the quick terms, he's on about the, the kind of level of players and that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? The players that looks like they've got, they only need they only need the one chance and they'll get it. Whereas we just seem to be turgid and struggling. To, I mean, some of the oh, like that one. Aye, aye. But you see, Forsberg there for their second goal. Like you know, what I mean, he was running from the halfway line. There was Hayase and Tomble jogging after him, and he didn't need to look twice, Mark, to where the goal was. It was just one sh- one touch and in the back of the goal, and we had two players tracking him back. Jogging, you know what I mean? Jogging, and that's prime example. Like if you're not, I was very impressed with Jens and Vickers yesterday because at least two of them were throwing their bodies in front of the ball. You know what I mean? Our defense got no help yesterday. No help. I thought Joe Hart and the defense. I thought they were genuinely mm-hmm. came out of the game actually with a bit of respect there. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's the best I've seen Jens play. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, he was throwing himself, Mark, in front of the ball, throwing his body in the line. Do you know what I mean? That's what you want from your defence. But and there was, there was one time they were they were breaking as well, and I thought he's got to get away a penalty or something here. But he just stood his gun and stood up, and the boy just mm-hmm. don't, hit the ball straight off him. Yeah. I, I you know thought he, I thought that's the best I've seen Jens play last night. I, 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 I was worried when he was picked up. I think um, one of the things that summed up yesterday's performance, and it's Maeda again, was in the, right at the start of the second half or five minutes in, when he was running down the left the left hand side after getting away from Willie Orban, their centre back, and he just hoofed the ball out the play, right? I tried to cross it in and just cleared it basically right out the stand. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what? What is he? I just didn't understand what he's doing. Eh? And there was no one within twenty yards of him, like. Yeah, that's what I just don't like. If he had that pace. Yeah, that a lot of people would wish they would have. Just run. 
Okay, <laughs> just, just, it's just words are lost there. On what, you know, ever since like, that Real Madrid defeat before, like we think the game before that is when we beat Dundee United nine. I think that Real Madrid defeat is just. Confidence in the rhythm of the team and the ways they were gone. I mean, we're talking about Kyogo and Gio but I mean, go back to like Dembele, do you know what I mean? Edward, players at that kind of level, do you think that would have made a difference if he'd somebody like that in the team? I don't think that Dembele or um, Edward on the day compared to Giacomacus are any better, eh? I I rate Giacomacus that highly as a finisher, eh? Like when he's on forum and he's getting the game time, like he puts the ball in, in net if, and like right. everybody says, it's always one touch. It's, there's no, there's no anything fancy, but you don't know. I don't care. No, <laughs> like no, I, I, no that's it, right. Get it back. Get it back. Get it in the back of the net, no matter how it gets in. Like John Hartson and Sutton and that. There's nothing fancy. Eh? Just get the band, mm-hmm. the ba- get the band, the box. That's what your strikers there to do. Do you know what I mean? You know, so, put uh, the ball in the net, and that's it. Like you know. Well, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question as well? Am, am I the only one confused as to what he seems to be doing with the midfield? Because in, in the game against St Mirren, he brings off three attackers, midfielders, and brings on three defensive ones, and then last night he brings on Aaron Moy and Turnbull. Well, what, 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 what's the? What was the thinking of that? Does, uh, am I or am I just looking at a completely different game? Like, well, how come? Surely, I was assuming, and we had talked about it, Mark, and that we were saying, surely he must be looking at starting a hole in midfielder. Potentially, we were saying James McCarthy or maybe Abagard. But yet, he brings on Aaron Moy and Turnbull. And I, I don't know, unless someone can explain it to me, but I don't understand where he seems. I think it's it's like, to me, he's like pulling names out of a hat for the midfield. Well, Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy's one of the most bizarre transfers. I, can, I can't understand why we signed him at all. I, don't, I really don't. Eh... Uh, I, I agree with you, Terms. To be honest, it's it's baffling at times so many decisions he makes, and it's that predictable as well. But when he times his substitutions, and the same, uh, it seems to be the same people man, aye, all the time that get subbed, don't they? I mean, we've spoke about it. Right? You can you can practically sub half your team now throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, there's no reason to wait till like the 60th minute and make three changes. Yeah, right there was away. a few so people like that. yesterday on on the live chat complaining about that. Kevin especially was saying like. He doesn't like when he makes three subs to or four subs to all at once in the 65th minute. It just disrupts the whole rhythm of our game. Is there, you know? it's, it's a part of the rule that you need to do it like so many at a time to keep to get what I mean. Can you make five like five one half substitutions? You can do them so individually. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The thing is added on at the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought maybe they'd do like two or three at one time to keep numbers right or that. No, but the, problem, the, problem I've got, the problem I've got with the subs and everything in that is see everybody that we play against now, they can basically, it's a carbon copy of the subs. At the right. same minute, every single game. They're going to, see if you come up against Celtic just now, no surprises, because you can what you're up against there. Who was that? Mm-hmm. Who, was it, who was the manager when we used to date? Was it Lennon or was it Rogers? We used to date in the live chats, didn't we? You could predict what the substitutions yeah, were going to be. Yeah, 65th minute when we popped Aye. up, yeah. That Aye. was Lenin. Lenin, yeah. We, we used to predict, like, it seems to be the same with Ange, Mark, around the 66th or 67th minute. And, and even, on the even last night, the two ones that baffled me were, my it was until the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that one. And Juranovic was absolutely hanging for the last 20 minutes. He was hanging. And that's fair enough if he's run himself into the ground. But you're surely looking at him going, he... 
maybe they need to bring on Ralston, maybe they, someone with fresh legs. But he was absolutely hanging in the last 20, 25 that's minutes. What he, that's what he was chasing that there for the, the 60, 70 minutes. That's what I mean. Well, that's, that's, that, that's what I mean. And that's what I mean. You've got Ralston on the bench, who's yeah. more than capable of coming on here. Yeah. So you think he would have noticed that, yeah? Yeah, but then that's what I'm saying, Michael. You know, he's looking at that going, he look, you can see he's hanging. He's after working his socks off. Yeah. Bring on Ranston for half an hour. Give, you know, I mean, give give fresh legs a fellow who you know is going to give you a bit of oomph and he's going to give you everything for the jersey. Instead, he's leaving him on. He's leaving Moyeda on as well. And he's making these other changes of bringing on Aaron Moy and Turnbull. And I think they're going, you need to score. You're bringing on Aaron Moy and Turnbull, really? I don't know. I was... Oh, you could be right there, Mark. Uh, William is saying, uh, I'm sure you're right about the subs. Uh, sure, it's something that you can make five subs, but you only have three stops. Ah, yes, I'm sure there's something like that. Yeah. And it was part of the rule when they, when they first brought it in. If it's still the same, I don't know. Even if that is the case, you can still make like two subs. Two subs and then one sub, can uh, Then you yeah. can make three and four at a time, eh? <laughs> We were talking about it on Sunday, Mikey. I you didn't make one, but do you... Uh, do you think he tinkers too much with stuff? Yeah, I was thinking like kind of managers that's always looking just to do we tinker his stupid things to try and make things better when everything was going just so kind of smoothly kind of thing, do you know what I mean? I just think, I, I hope he's not going to be one of the managers that I, I know he likes to play a certain way but in certain games you're just not going to get away with it or you get humbled there. Eh? And it's happened in the champions in Europe, Europe again, eh? just out of Europe, European football together because you can't change. You can't play a certain way against certain teams. Eh? You've got to have a plan B and C. You can't, you can't yeah. just one trick pony, go gung ho. Because every time Celtic yeah. play, see, once you hit, hit the 60 minute mark, the whole team's fucked. Aye, yeah. aye. Breathing, every single one of them is breathing at the last because of the high press. So every time we hit 60 minutes, if the game's no done, then it's that. It's yeah, coming like, yeah. How many games have we lost in the last 60 minutes? This I would love to see it. Like, uh, all Real Madrid goals came after 60 minutes, didn't they? We've, I was looking aye, at a stat today. We've actually conceded our most goals between the 65th minute and the 72nd minute is when we conceded our most goals. But the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over aye, and over again aye. and expecting a different result. Like, mm-hmm. and, he, and he clearly just can't admit that he's wrong. And that's... That's what it really annoys me that he thinks like like Michael has said, like we've said numerous times, how he thinks he can go into these games as good as O'Reilly played last night in that role, how he thinks he can go into these games without a proven holding midfielder who does that, who's able to give the, the back four, the centre backs a bit of protection, especially the fact that Celtic play with inverted full backs. So realistically you've got at times maybe only two defenders sitting back, the two two centre halves and everyone else is pushed up a bit when we lose the ball. Like, how how is he looking at that? And he's looking at, he's brought in Abregar, he's brought in Gucci, exactly. or McCarthy's brought in Moyes, but he's brought in four or five of them, but none of them ever start. None yeah. of them ever start. So, like, why is the point in even bringing these guys in? Exactly. I, I just, beyond, it's what, beyond, it's beyond I, frustrating to watch. That's the best what team. I've been puzzled with, parents for the yeah. last, since last season. So we, as, I said, as I said to you there, as I said to you there, Paul, not to harp on about it, but you look at the, the probably the best football inside I've ever seen was, was Barcelona. But yet they could have Busquets playing mm-hmm. and Xavi in front of him and then they'd have Iniesta and Messi and all the rest of the boys up. They can Keane, Keane and scores with United in the good in in the good days, two proper fellas. But yet he thinks he doesn't need it against Real Madrid or against Leipzig or against the rest I of the team. Right? I was watching uh, Manchester United and Everton 
there on Sunday night, right? And it was the first full game Camaroso, Camaroso played for Manchester United, right? Now, McTominay was always ahead, and Manchester United fans would scream, like, why is McTominay playing when you have Camaroso on the bench? You know? Yeah. So, an average game for the full 90 minutes, McTominay roughly has about 35% of possession and only competes about 20 passes. Now, you put the right player in there, Camaroso, he had 75% possession, 85% pass accuracy, and he had 72 passes. But did you see their boy last night? Michael would know more about it because in fairness, he went through their whole side there recently. But their lad who was in the hole in midfielder role last night was unbelievable. He was pinging passes all over the place. Yeah, they ticked the play. He was that was the boy that was the things that was a Shegler, the Austrian yeah, guy. Was yeah. There. yeah, he was he was sensational. He was pinging passes. The only first time he put a ball out was probably about the nineteenth minute. He was pinging passes all all around the place and covering his covering his centre halves all day long. And yet you might, he's looking at this going, I don't need a guy like that in my team. You don't really? There's a reason he said you've lost all the games so far and if you continue to play the way with the same attitude, I think they're going to lose the rest of the games. But if you watch what Michael was saying there, and I watched the Champions League highlights last night, Macahaf beating Juventus 2-0, Michael, and if you yeah. watch Abdul Fani in the midfield, he dictated that midfield against big players in Juventus. This is the player, Mark, who we were supposed to be looking at and it never developed. Uh, never, never definitely after him. You know? and, and, yeah, and I said it, Mark, that this fella He didn't move, didn't he? Pushing. He just moved to another Israeli team. Did he, did he move? No, he stayed for the Champions League. Oh, I thought he'd actually moved to no, another Israeli team. No, teams. he actually stayed. You know, Bison went the opposite way and he was thought that was the kind of talks, like where, wherever uh, Bison would go, he might go, do you get me? You know, How worrying is it that Ange, how worrying is it that Ange played O'Reilly at CDM last night? Well, Mike, do you know it's what shocking. I said on Sunday? I said <laughs> on Sunday, he did that for a reason. Uh, to test that out on Sunday. And I, I said it two lads, I said he's going to go ahead with that midfield on, on Tuesday night. I'm thinking Ange has it in his head that if he plays a CDM, it's going to slow his team down. That's the only logic reason I can think is why he's doing it, Mark. That he thinks in his head it's slowing his team down if he plays a CDM. Uh, but he it's going, it's going, no. I know, but that's, that's the only... I will say one thing, but like, I, know, right, I will say this. I know I don't, Kenny seen a Disney think are really suited for number six. I thought he played better than McGregor there. I was going to say that. I'd rather yeah. have him in there than McGregor, to be honest. Least again, tackle, again, he'd probably get found out of the Champions League. But seeing mm-hmm. the domestic level, I'd be quite happy to see uh, O'Reilly playing in there. I think that you're wasting him. Wasting him. I think he's better than Ball there. Well. When I go back then, Mark, to what we've seen James McCarthy do, at the weekend to get the second goal. Do you know what I mean? A proper player who pull in a tackle is, is the only reason we got that goal. Do you know what I mean? You know, I can't see why bring on Moy who who, who won't tackle for you and let James McCarthy and, and this lad Allegard uh, sit in the bench. Do you know? I, I, I just can't I, I, make sense I, I, of it. I thought, I, well, we kind of make it just... No, I mean, the other night, we, we knew what Ange was going to do because he just, that's what he always does. But we always, we did think maybe he's going to try by playing with like a proper CDM. And 
Even, I just keep saying it. It doesn't mean he needs to change the way that we play the game or approach the style of player, whatever you want to call it. But you just have this guy that's got a bit, a bit of experience to cover, cover, cover the defence. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. They don't need to. We don't even doesn't need to go for a full on like old fashioned like CDM that sits between the two centre backs kind of thing. But just have somebody that can actually do that role. And then when we've got the ball, when we're in possession, move up the pitch a wee bit better. It's what you said, Mark, last season. McGregor could still play that role. They take Celtic's play and have that defending part of the game next to him. Do you get me? Aye, you know? aye. But so what's wrong with playing a 4-2-3-1 like? What's wrong with playing a 4-2-3-1? Having someone sitting beside McGregor, letting McGregor go up the field, he can sit there. If it's James McCarthy, for argument's mm-hmm. sake, the, norm, the normal enough back four, James McCarthy and and McGregor when he's O'Reilly in front of him, and then if it's Jada or Hexanovich or Giacomacus up front, and let's, or let's, let's, let's McCarthy or Abagar or whoever it is, sit there, and then they can move up together and there's cover there. He doesn't have, why well, he thinks he has to play 4 3 3, I don't understand. I just don't understand. You don't have to, he doesn't have to change the way he plays. He just do 4 2 3 1. So you have four guys attacking, five guys attacking, and just have the, the nose to have a little bit of cover there to help out the defenders. Because as I said, when you play the inverted fullbacks, they're going bombing up the field as well. Like, I just. Well, I think. Sorry, sir. What, was, what, was, uh, what annoys me even more about the whole Avogar thing and CDM and the proofs in the pudding when. Um, so only just before all that war broke out in Ukraine and Russia, like all the teams were at normal and they were allowed to play and stuff. Like Atletico Madrid, who's managed by Diego Simeone, one of the best managers in the world, even for his defensive as anything, tried to sign Amal Gar for just over 20 million euros. That got rejected for Ruben Kazan. So see if Diego Simeone and Atletico Madrid want you for the holding midfield. Yeah, I think you're good enough to be play for, playing for Celtic there, like uh, you'll have a wee bit of the nasty streak about you as well, wouldn't you, Mike? Yeah. If he's, right. if he's it's so confusing. Like, see, you've signed that guy, he's obviously a top player, eh, and he's well sought after in Europe, and you've been lucky to get him. Just play the guy, yeah. <laughs> you see, Kevin's just going something that you're saying there about the inverted full-backs. Like, realistically, if the, the three lads are pushing up, McGregor, Hayate, and O'Reilly are pushing up, those two inverted full-backs realistically are supposed to sit into that role but have a bit of waste between them and the two centre-backs are supposed to be there. But I showed the graph there last time, that's another problem we're not doing. It's, it seems to be all gung-ho between the whole squad. It's all up the other side of the pitch all at once. Do you get me? Like, like yeah, the whole shape what, what, seems to be all over the place. It does, but when the when they, it seems to be Paul when the inverted fullbacks go into that role, they get the ball and the first obviously initial thing which is understandable is they turn and they give it to if it's Chad or a bad or whoever. And then you see them in certain cases, if it's if it's uh, Taylor or you know, Ralston, whoever it is, nearly trying to get outside them as overlapping yeah. them. So like if yeah. you're doing that, you're just leaving you're leaving the, whoever the two centre backs are there. You're leaving them there for cannon fodder. Yeah, when, the, when the opposition, yeah, exactly. when the opposition break, when the opposition break, and at this level they're breaking at speed. Celtic are kind of like the Leipzig goal. The Leipzig goal for the the first goal last week. Celtic went with a short corner, had everyone up, mm-hmm. and they went a short corner. They lost the ball. There was basically two back defended, and they mm-hmm. just 
they've, they've blitzed them. Like, I, I don't understand. If they want to play that role, you have to have the nose to have surely just a CDM sitting there. And it might always, not always going to work, but at least he has a chance of slowing up the play, reading the play, breaking down the play, giving the, uh, the players a chance to get back. The way it is at the minute, it's, it makes no sense. Like, as you said, they're all gone. O'Reilly's up. Hattad mm-hmm. is up. McGregor's generally up. The ball breaks and the gap between the midfield and the defence, what's left of the defence, is massive. Because and it, there's no one there like. What's strange is, and I think he knows he needs someone there because we saw that with Bison last season. In certain games, Bison came in there to, to toughen up the, the kind of midfield, but he just doesn't seem to kind of trust these lads. Like, like Ange can't say to me now that Oliver uh, isn't up to scratch, Mikey. Do you get me? Do you know? It's just, it annoys yeah. me when you sign quality players and mm-hmm. you're going to play them over. He's just been... There's no point in signing him. There's no point in signing that guy if he's going to do that to him. None of that. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's annoying me because... Um, I hope I don't know if Celtic got the, an opportunity to sign him or is it just alone? Just twelve months. That makes so it no, even worse. Like I think it, it, I spoke to Ed too about it. Might even come up to Fairmark or something. Is it at the end of something like that? Or something aye, like that? so I think it's going. To, I think it will depend the political situation at the time. I think that's kind of way yeah. he's kind of looking. Think if it's ongoing, Mark, he can cancel. He's the right then to cancel his contract to your way for something like that. that. Like this, you know. But if he's not getting his game, Mark. He's he's not gonna, I'm not going to come to Celtic, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we have Bobby just joined us, got Ultimate Team Fever, that's how I'm late. Nice to see you, Bobby, we tell you he'll check out, didn't we? It's a way forward, it's a future, mate. We can make it, teaching us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about teaching like him, so learning myself. <laughs> well, what's that? Oh, FIFA, FIFA Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to watch Paint Dry. You know? well, I'd rather play FIFA just now than just watch Celtic the way they're playing anyway. Because <laughs> you might win. <laughs> no, my luck. If I was playing FIFA, I'd probably, probably get hammered by those score lines as well, I said. You know? but, didn't, but didn't Pastor Coglu himself come out and say he didn't necessarily want that CDM kind of player? If I'm not mistaken. I, I thought um, he said that. Paul, attacking defender or something he called yeah. it winter. Yeah. But who yeah. knows? Like an attacking defender. But we we saw that prime example by McCarthy at the weekend, what he's looking for. So you can clearly see McCarthy can do it, Mark, to get me. Aye. You know, do that job that Anne says he wants that player. Algar showed us that he can pull in a tackle. Do you know Algar? He, sh- he can pull in a tackle. So the players are there, but Anne's consistently, like, we criticised Lenny. We criticised Rogers for putting Beeson into the back. We criticised Lennon for playing Callum McGregor at left back there in the Champions League that time. Like, you have to throw this back at Ange. Like, like the players are there for these positions, but he just putting O'Reilly McGregor into these roles where it's clear, Mark, it's not suited to them. Do you know? No. He's it's managed there in Japan. He's managed in the Australian team and stuff like that. See, like great managers, I mean, like guys like Pep and that, they're not doing the same. They're not doing what they've done at Barcelona, or what they've done at Bayern Munich. Do you get what I mean? They, they evolve and adapt to their kind of circumstances in the league and the game that they're playing in. 
And I think that's what Ange's got to maybe just kind of realise. Mm-hmm. He's got to kind of get it in and he said, well, I, I, you don't need to change the way we play, the tempo we play. We just, maybe just need to tweak things and positioning-wise and stuff like that and kind of evolve his game to suit what he's actually getting up against. You just need to be cleverer, Mark. You just Aye. need to be clever much of playing. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not rocket science. As I said, like as Paul has said there, James McCarthy the weekend came on, put in the brilliant and a cracking tackle, won that ball, played it through. Then the Argentine lad whips it in, and like Michael said, Giamacus is in the box. He's a goal scorer, and he finishes. But yet last mm-hmm. night, last, yet last night he brings on Aaron Moy and Turnbull. And is McCarthy yeah. maybe went off here on Sunday thinking, well, I'm maybe bid my shout a start here on Tuesday night. Exactly, Mark. Why wouldn't he? Do you get what I mean? Even the command mark you'd be saying, if you were going to bring on the that that, that uh, hold the midfielder or if you wanted that bit more physicality there, you'd be saying because he brought on Aaron Moy, on Moy in, from what I could gather, on the left-hand side of midfield against St. Johnson there. And he brought it, and McCarthy was in the centre. And yet he brings on Turnbull and Moy. I I I I don't I haven't a clue. It's like to me, it's like a pick and mix. It's like he's putting names in the hat. He's just pulling the most. Those two players alone are going to slow down your tempo anyway because they're not going to run. Do you know what I mean? Moyes past sprinting down the line. Turnbull, don't even get me started. You know, <laughs> don't even get me started. You know, Jesus Christ, like man, I don't know, man. He's like he's not a Celtic player. Anyone who tells me he's a Celtic player. Just keep that opinion to yourselves. But Mark, you, I was just looking at you there that. when you were talking about the likes of Pep and, and stuff like that. And Pep plays with Rodri as he's defensive to me. Every team has Aye. plays a defensive midfielder. It's just Celtic don't play. Do you know what I mean? You know, but, and, yeah, but just even, Paul, you go back to even... <sighs> Like doing in England over the years, look at uh, like Alex Ferguson, Wegner. Yeah, I mean, even look at Mourinho. Mourinho, even Mourinho, who was, I mean, his teams were never known for being like the best attacking. You know, but as his manager, they, they adapt Paul as the years go on and change their system to suit the leagues they're working in at that time and stuff like that. And that's what Andrew's going to need today. He's going to have mm-hmm. to get it in his seed that in certain games. Even in domestic level, we need some muscle in there. Is he too... I think that seems to be... But there was nothing more stubborn than Alex Ferguson. There's nothing more stubborn than him, Paul. Exactly, yeah. And if he's what... uh, Bielsa, I mean, look at him, put absolute nutcase Mm -hmm. and look at... But I even seen some some boy... I think he signed for Motherwell the other day. I saw someone on the internet, some boy that was under Bielsa at Leeds, and he says, he says he was an absolute lunatic. He says, but he's best coach I've ever worked under my mm-hmm. life so far and these mm-hmm. guys just and for me I, I mean Ange, I think Ange kind of bases his philosophies and that own like these kind of great managers but they, they adapt and they change things to suit their environment yeah, exactly. and Ange needs, that's what Ange needs to learn today knowing mm-hmm. that in Scotland it's a big hard physical the majority of games are big hard physical games at least for the first 30 minutes do you get what I mean no matter who you're playing in Scotland you're going to have a big kick up and down the park for the first 30 minutes even if it's look at the game with Allah when Gucci got injured do you know what I mean that was a tough tough game mm-hmm. for the full team because they were just a big physical crazy mob kind of thing and he needs to I can get some games where he feels he doesn't need to be playing 
a defensive midfielder if the teams oh, are going oh, to step definitely. back. Me? Yeah. Oh, but if you're going to be coming up against it, you're going to need it. You get me? That's oh, where de- Ange needs to be seeing these things like oh, You're not going to play with like an old-fashioned kind of CDM. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're playing, say, don't get St. Mirren's maybe a bad example, but if you're having St. Mirren at home or at Celtic Park or that, because 90%, 90% of the game we're in possession, we're controlling it. But when we're coming up against teams, especially teams that we know that are better than us, I mean, let's not be kidding. We knew right away Real Madrid was going to be a tough, tough ass to get in and off of. Cool. And the Germans, the Germans, they were in a bit, they were in a bit of turmoil. See if, we, see if we could have played them in the first game, we'd have probably beat them. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? Because exactly they were in a bit of turmoil. But it just shows you again, Paul, the difference a good manager can make. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no different players for you. Ross took her. Just looking at the three games, Terence, between the next Shakhtar game on the 25th of October, we've Hibs Saturday, we've Motherwell on the 19th of October in the Cup, and we've Hearts. Like, what does Ange need to do? Like, do you... It's got all easy games, Motherwell and Hearts is never an easy game. Anyway, we know that for a fact, like, you know. You, you, he's, yeah, he's not yeah, going to do anything different, Paul. He's not going to do anything different. Uh, no, he's not. And I mean, but, funny I mean, because it's he's, he's, he's becoming borderline high. arrogant, like. It's becoming borderline mm-hmm. arrogant to think that he can continue the same way. Like, at the end of the day, he might be remembered down the line as a very good manager that won plenty titles in Scotland. But if he keeps getting his ass whooped in Europe... He'll be judged the same as as your your Ronnie Dahlia and other guys. I liked him, but that's what he'll be judged at. Because everyone will tell you, oh, it's a two-horse race in Scotland. You either win the league or you don't win the league. You're either successful by winning or you're not. It, they say, oh, it's Europe, it's Europe. You know, you, you, you can't, you can, you, like he has to, at some stage, go, okay, just, I need to just, not, he doesn't even have to go out and admit he's got it wrong. But just look at it and get, okay, I need to adjust something here slightly. It's just not working the way I want it to work. But aye, if, he, if, he thinks, you know, if he thinks he can go into the, even the Hearts game and these other games, Paul, with the same thing of this gung-ho attitude, there's one or two teams in Scotland are, are, are well capable of, of, of more than capable of beating themselves together today because Hearts will, Hearts will care into Celtic. Yes, Hearts, will be, exactly. Hearts are one of the most physical there. sides they ever have, like. Yeah, they're I'm one of the most physical sides that. that play Celtic and if Celtic goes the same and for me that's a and he's not going to play him but for me that's a that's a James McCarthy because you're not you're not going to get any change out of James McCarthy you're just mm-hmm. not going to get any change out but he's but he's not he's likely to stay with or O'Reilly I think is, is basically I'd say he's going to put him there and that's it till McGregor's back and play whether it's Hatate Hatanovic Turnbull whoever it may be Moy whatever Seems to be what he's got to go down, go down the lines of because if he hasn't changed it by now, I I can't see how he is going to change it. I hope I'm wrong, but, but you know, like my, as you said, their terms as well is, is we're not looking for him to come out and say, oh, I've I've been wrong all this time. Now I'm going to change things. I'm going to start doing this. I'm just going to start doing that. Just let's see it on the park and not, never even mention it. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't he come out and say, oh, I should have been playing with a CD, an out and out CDM for the last few weeks and that. I have got that now and that. Hey, you just come out. Do you get what I mean? Just dating the team and just let the, and just say, somebody will ask the question, oh, you've changed it. Oh, we didn't really change much. We just tweaked, the, tweaked things a wee bit and it seems to be working a bit better. I think that's what is going to happen. It's not as if going to lose, it's not got a lost face for fucking making Celtic no. win games again, Terge, isn't it? Exactly, but obviously, like, obviously he's been going on about that there's 14 games in X amount of weeks. 
No, he loves to play James McCarthy in the next game. He's rotating players because he he's so many games and so many games in so few days. He needs to keep the, the squad fresh. That's all he needs. That's all he needs to say. And if James McCarthy happens to play four or five games in a row, then so be it. Or if it's Abigail plays four or five games, what about it? You know, they said no. That's fine. That's fine. We've got these players. That's why my biggest worry, though, my biggest worry here is because he picked my yesterday, is my in the higher up the pecking order, Dan likes McCarthy, Allegard. Do you know what I mean? You know? You does he actually so. favour Moy? Um, it does, 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 yeah. Uh, you would assume like so, yeah. You know? Yeah. It does. Like, and I've said that to you. I said that. I said he's going to pick Moy. You know, because he knows Moy. He trusts his Moy. But it's going against what Ange's philosophy is, is in, in promoting youngsters, bringing youngsters through. Do you know what I mean? We've, won, we've supposedly bought one of the best Defence and fielders in youth level in England with Watford in, in Bosman Law, who could easily take that bench role there. Do you know what I mean? If he's not going to be using like McCarthy, Algard, bring the long, young lad in there. Do you get me? You know? But, but, your, but your Paul, as Michael has said, alluded to there a few minutes ago, if you've got Diego Simeone trying to sign yeah, a fella for 20 million, who's a whole, and, and like Simeone, as Michael has said, it's, that's in his DNA, it's, it's, that's in his blood. He, yeah, that Atletico yeah. Madrid can defend all day long, and he's looking to sign him. And Celtic have got him. Well, and he doesn't get a game. You, uh, what, Michael, what you were saying, like if Simeone's looking at him, Michael, you know then that there's going to be Bill Vadig in this fella. Do you get me? He's not going to let people yeah, push him around. You know? He, it seems like a, a mate start there. Because like, he's worked for Aaron Moy in the past there, so it's like. Um, yeah. He's seen him a. It is a mate talk, is it? Because it is. I didn't need is, Aaron yeah. Moy was mediocre his whole career. He was half decent. Eh? Know what I mean, mm-hmm. so right, so just um, just play the boy, yeah. It's baffling. It's just baffling. I mean, oh, Moy can't even pick out a pass. Like I mean, that was his in his younger days down the Premier League with Brighton and Hull. Like that was his main activity was the, was a pass. He can't even put a true ball, no. Do you know what I mean? Anytime he gets the ball, I've noticed if there's a player on him, he puts low to play rather than going for the tackle. Do you get me? You know, I've noticed that a lot lately, actually, but my, he prefers to put the ball out of play rather than going for a tackle. You know? And, and yeah, Andrew would slaughter Joe Hartford then. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, Mark. You know? His first initial move always seems to be out of sideways or backwards with the pass. Mm-hmm. It's never... It's never turning. Go, go direct. About Scott Bruni. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, Scott Brown in his last season or so, it was sideways or backwards. It was more, we keep the ball as opposed to try and be be more direct. And if you want to look, technically, if you're looking at the way that Pastor Calvin said he wants to play, it's a lot of short, it's a lot of bang, bang, get the ball forward as quickly as we can. That seems to go contrary to everything that he, that he seems to suggest, suggest he wants to play. Because Aaron Moy slows it down completely. It goes completely opposite the way. I don't know. As I said, Mike, as Michael is saying there, it's like it's it's like it's, it's pals, jobs for pals. Like, I uh, it, it, it looks as if there's a kind of wee clique, didn't there? It does yeah. look as if there's a kind of wee clique going. There he's back, Paul. Turn your camera off, mate. Hey. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That man bun. We'll keep that up a couple of weeks yeah. and we'll be we'll be unveiling the man bun. Turn your camera off, Paul. Yeah, the night's bad enough as it is, like. <laughs> oh, he'll be back in you know. I it does seem as if it's becoming a wee bit cliquey, isn't it, Ter? It's like kind of jobs for the like when it was Lenin and Commons and stuff yeah. like that, they were running the show kind of thing. And it's like, I don't know whether it's your, yourself or Michael mentioned it a while ago, they're, they're, they're little things that can cause little little cracks in the background. Whereas fellas going, oh, how's, how's, how's he getting the game? How's this fella getting the game? And I'm not getting a look in and, you know, oh, he, yeah, just because he's Australian, he's getting the game and all that kind of stuff. You know, it can get into fellas' heads. It may, may not be the case, but, you know, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be fairly just disappointed if you were one or two of the other lads that were there and you were thinking this yeah, guy was there on, on Sunday with yourself and Mark and I, I think we can actually kind of see it now that Ange kind of has his favourites you know the likes of Mida, Kyogo Hayase Moy now you could show on there Mark do you know what I mean you know they seem wow. to be favourites there right don't they it does start to look as if there's maybe even a wee bit of a split in the camp maybe mm-hmm. but I, I mean Ange should be Ange should be more experienced today. Be getting like having that kind of atmosphere if that is what's going on. Do you know what I mean? He's been he's been, he's not a young manager. He's fifty eight, fifty nine, or something like that. Uh-huh. He can't. It's just got to can ostracise some of the other players. He's I mean players that are there as I said, McCarthy probably went off the park at the weekend thinking I've got a chance against some game time against against the Germans and nothing. Like Mark, just going about your saying there, like. Uh, just being around the block, and I remember when we had the the, the two Australian lads armed us there when we first came down, and they said he's a type of manager who's not afraid to make big decisions. Because he came into the Australian aye. team, he took out like Viduka, Tim the fellow Tim Cahill is it? Yeah, aye, and Max Watcher. He took big names out of that Australian team, and there was uproar from the being, and he won't bring him back. Like so, like he's no stranger to be. Making big decisions, making big decisions and controversial decisions. Yeah, exactly. Like so, like he, we can't. I mean, maybe 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 just maybe just sitting there. Maybe seeing what we're seeing, Paul, just saying we just need a better look. Could be too, Mark. But I mean, Mark, there's a bit of luck, and there's there's pure complacency because as Terence has highlighted, sorry, Michael has highlighted, you've highlighted those misses are just bad. Do you know what I mean? It's not about luck and being unlucky. You're bad, bad misses. Do you know? Uh, I'm taking <clears> there, like, I mean, 
should we be actually be looking for a third striker in January? You know, I said in the live chat, should we be looking for a third striker in January to put a bit of pressure on Kyogre and G Marcus? I said we should have a, a third striker signed in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's even if it had been a loan, a young loan player for one of the pub league teams, mm-hmm. there'd have been there'd have been plenty just to keep keep the uh, Kyogo and Giacomakis on their toes, or yeah. go for somebody with like a like an old experienced head king to hang that can bring experience his, his game his career into the team and be that just happy. It's like. Defoe or Ibrox, she was quite happy. Maybe just that's to what maybe that's what they chances. need, man. Aye, aye. Maybe that's what they need. The and, and likes of uh, Jimmy and Defoe there to show them aye. their positioning, where to go, look, where to expect and unexpected with the ball. Do you know what I mean? You know, I mean, there have been good, there have been good old strikers out there coming towards the end of their career that would have been happy to get a year or two deal at Celtic. And be happy to sit in the bench or be even the back up to the bench and just whenever he get a game, he get a game. Mm-hmm. Like so they de- definitely needed to bring some. I said that Paul in the summer they needed to mm-hmm. bring in a third striker, even mm-hmm. for the balance of the squad. How worrying would it be like if Giacomakis, who seems to be the only fellow that has, even though he wasn't great against the Johnson, but he he was there when it was required. What would it, what happens if he gets injured? You're in real trouble then because the, the the boys at the minute don't look like they could hit the side of a barn door. We've seen that last season, Terence, didn't we? We were lucky that a bad actually stepped up that time, but Yatter as well was scoring last season. Like I mean, Yatter t- to me looks a totally different player, Mark, to what we saw last season. Like you know what I mean? Uh, it seems to be the player that we've, we've kind of read about before we seen Paul with yeah. decision making and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you know, I, I mean, but when was the last time one of our midfielders actually scored a goal? Yeah, Hattari scored against Hattari, 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 like the, well, like Hattari's got a fine shot in him. He clearly has proven that in a couple, in a number of games, the Hearts game, the Motherwell game, he can put his laces through the ball. Yeah, but for some yeah. reason, we we seem to think that we're going to walk the ball in in these games, and, I, and like especially when defenses are packed and the ball come back comes back to you. What's wrong with having a pop like from outside the box? I, I you see that's my biggest problem, Terence. Is what you're saying there is when we're playing against a defensive team, we're trying to walk the ball in. Um, do you remember two weeks ago I plucked the graph there that everyone seemed to be on top of everyone? So there's no yeah. there's no one there to create space or open them up or we even tried to cross the ball because second there was about three players on top of each other there at one stage. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. like, they, they we're going against against what what we call Ange ball is about. Do you know what I mean? Ange ball is about players moving, making space. Well, not even, I can't well, remember the last time I, it, I saw Cedric making He's tweeting it, Paul, but he's tweeting it in a it's like a negative and mm-hmm. it's a negative way he's actually tweaking his system yeah I can't remember yeah. the last time Mark, I saw an actually Celtic player free looking for the ball Look, I don't even see Kyogre doing it looking to, to make a run to make space or, do you know what I mean everything just seems to be cramped you know 
it seems day and night for the first six or seven games. The first six or seven games in the league, you're there thinking really, like, yeah. oh my God, this is unreal. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's just literally just falling off the face of the earth. Like The pace, yeah. the movement, everything. They just, they look, look clueless to me. They just look like they're, like not to go back to the Neil Lennon thing, but like it's, as I said, just passing sideways, sideways, backwards, sideways, all slow, fellas standing there with their hands in the air waiting for some fella to move. Like the first six, seven games in the league or whatever was, they, that wasn't the case. The movement and the speed and everything that was going on was was unbelievable. But it just just seems to have gone. Whatever's after happening. We're, we're mm-hmm. waiting. To, we're waiting. Teams making a mistake to let us yeah, through them. Rather than looking to get through them ourselves. That was what we done for me under Rodgers and that. Was, oh, that no, it's an interesting pa- thing. Just passing yeah, about at the edge of the box, passing about, waiting saw, and making a mistake. Uh, Barnaby, come on for me either yesterday in the left wing. So, I was going to say that the other day. Yeah, obviously, told. Mark, he can play there because he has the speed for that. We saw that at, at the weekend. He has the speed for us. I, I think he put him in there. and You can guarantee he's going to give Taylor cover there as well. Aye, aye definitely. You know I mean? And take me, if there's going to be injuries, Mark, take, like, that seems to be my biggest problem. I think it's all of your problems as well. We've signed all these new players, but it's the same starting 11 as last season, do you get me? It, it reminds me of Neil Lennon when when Neil Lennon used to sign a player. We used to wait about a month to see that player. Do you get me? You know, but too many of them are the same, Paul, as well. Mhm. Well, everything is just so predictable. Yeah. Everything is just so predictable. Aye, aye, Mikey, aye. Everybody could. I like Jabber and his FIFA skills. Everybody kens what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Just boring. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to try new things. I mean, like, yeah. it's always, it's, it's, this podcast has been a bit doom and gloom, but I mean, you just got to say it how it is, is it? It's all, so, I mean, there's no point in trying to like. You, you say the good with the bad, you know what I mean? You take the good with the bad. Everybody's happy to get the praises and get patted on the yeah. back when they're playing good, but as soon as there's any negativity, then that's when the, the shit hits the fan. Eh? Nobody can say anything bad about anybody or say they're playing shite or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's not but the problem. Yeah, the problem is, Mikey, and I'm going back to what Terence said uh, last, last Sunday. It's it's not just the Champions League, Terence. This has been coming into our league form as well. Oh, it's, you know, been, we, it's been we, in we the league form, been, We haven't been in. Yeah, we haven't been proper in the leagues really since since that Rangers game. Do you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. For for me, for me, Paul is the the Saint Mirren game was the one that sticks out to me, and since then. They've just been, they've, they've been, they've been woeful. The, the pace, everything is just seems to have just fallen off the face of the earth. I don't know why. Do you, and, do, do you think maybe because of that game, Terence, that I'm just thinking that's why he's sticking with this more predictable lineup because he, he maybe he thinks now that he can't trust the players that came in for that Saint Mirren game when he made holes and changes. But at the same time, he's the, they're the guys that he's bringing on, Paul. He's bringing mm-hmm. on the Aaron Moyes of the world. You know what I mean? And it's like the it's like Moyes. Like, the buck stops, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like it's like Michael said there. Like, I mean, none of us want to be on here criticizing and giving out authentic players, but we'll be the first to praise them. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you have to be the first to say, you can't tell you can't tell me if you're a Celtic fan that that was good or this was good or that no, was good. Yeah, but you're critiquing if if Celtic lost last night and put in a blinding performance, exactly. you'd be you'd be gutted, but you'd say yes. But when they go so meekly and tamely and perform like that. You have to say it how you see it. 
And it's exactly what Michael is saying there. It's all well and good saying, oh, you're, we shouldn't be saying this, we shouldn't be saying that. Like, my, my Ada, I'm not having, I'm not having trying to have a personal pop at the guy, but the guy hasn't kicked the ball in probably five or six, seven weeks. Do you know, mm-hmm. he just hasn't, like, Darren Moy isn't at that level to change a game. No. I mean, as Celtic fans were entitled to say that, to, to say that. We're not having personal pops at individuals, but we're just looking at it and going, that's, that's just not good enough for Celtic. It's not good enough at this level. And that's what it is. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. look at the reaction to the Real Madrid game. We get beaten, but everybody, everybody on this podcast, was, we were buzzing. Buzzing, Mark, yeah. after that defeat, Mark, because we, uh, we put in an effort, Mark. We were like, Jesus, like, that, that first, was... For that first half, first 60 minutes or whatever, we, we, we went toe-to-toe with but best best team in Europe, one mm-hmm. of the best teams in Europe, mm-hmm. and we could have beat, we could have beat them. Again, a wee bit of luck, and you don't. It's like even last night. See, like if the header had went in, whether it was offside, we don't know. But the one that hit the post and the, the stramash after that. See, we don't know how RB would have reacted to us going one in front. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Make you see in the atmosphere and that. So imagine Celtic, Celtic had won one nothing up there last night. The place would have erupted, hope, hopefully. And then mm-hmm. how, how did, then it's up to see how the Germans are going to react to that. But we never, we never, well, obviously we never done it. But that's the difference between, as I said, the Real Madrid game. Well, we get beat and we were buzzing enough. I think if we can go into the rest of these games and play like that, we've got a right good chance of getting out of this group and we've not really turned up. I mean, the Shakhtar Donetsk game, that, that was a... We still yeah, beat we would, I don't I, care what anybody says, we still beat that Shakhtar Donetsk that night. We disappointed, Mark. And I'm thinking now, Mark, the, the way our form is, I think Shakhtar Donetsk are fancy their chances against Celtic. You know? Well, well it depends. I mean, but is it just... When is that? I've only got one game between the, this and that. No, we have Hibs. We've got Hibs and Saturday. Hibs, Oh, it's, that league, it's a League Cup game with Motherwell midweek yeah, next Motherwell, week. Yeah, midweek. Well, hopefully yeah. we can get things back and track with that. I mean, the, the other night we were sitting here talking about on oh, the League Cup, we should be getting this in a try and getting that in a try. I'd be, I'm going to contradict myself. Yeah, you know, Mark, get, exactly. Uh, we need to get a team need out to get in that part. Aye, aye, yeah. aye. There'll be no, no days after the big players in that game for me. Yeah. Need, all the players that are going to be trying to try. I've... That is it. We need, we need to be. Mark, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be not a, uh, a balls mark if we go out of the cup early. You know, aye, it, it, it really would. Like that could be damaging to the season. Like, you know what I mean? You know, really could. But if you, you score know? one goal in 53, 53 shots, mark or fifty three chances, I'm yeah. sure Shakti the next. I'm sure Shakti the next guy panicking like. No, definitely. No, they won't be. You know, one goal, one goal in fifty, one goal in fifty-three kind of yeah, shots or chances or whatever. That's horrific, like. That's horrific, like. And that's that's quite high for a kind of shot. Into that, that's exactly. got to be quite high up if you look like, at all the kind of team stats. That's got to be high up. They've created that many sh- many right. chances to get the shots. Yeah. But Paul, Rangers are one nil up. You're joking. I swear to God, boy, our field. <sighs> yeah, yeah. There's a team that's seriously struggling at the moment, Liverpool, aren't they? You know? Aye, aye. And there's problems there, Mark, going on in that club by at the moment, Liverpool. Aye. You know? 
trying to balance the books in that, Paul's. Yeah. That's been a bit of a problem for him for years. But that's years, always working on as McIntyre. You know, you know. See, that's why I'm actually a fan of Dermot Desmond, Mark, holding on to our club because if you bring in these investment people, they're not there to invest in your club. They're there to make money. You know, and that's all about it. At least we know Dermot Desmond will pass it down to his sons, trying to keep the family. He's a Celtic man. You know, that's why I, I don't want I these big nationals coming to Celtic. You know. Um, They've had good points as well, Paul, to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I started getting into the political side of the stuff and all that, but I mean, look at look at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at Man City. Look where Man City were, where they, they came here for kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, as I said, I'm not going into politics, it's not the place for it, but if you've got somebody coming out of your club, Paul, and spending that amount of money, own your club and in the surrounding areas and creating jobs love it, for yeah. the community and stuff like that. Do you get what I mean? It's, yeah, but it's always good to, points. It seems to be the Americans that don't do that, though, in this. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you've the Glaciers at United who clearly have no interest in this. You've this club at Liverpool have no. You know, it always seems to be the there, American. There, was a, there, was, a boy, there was a boy involved at Liverpool, but I think he's left now, and I think he's he left. Yeah. Of, he was the one that kept the Americans kind of in the street in Nara, but oh, the, the Glazers at Man United, they've killed that club. Totally, totally I destroyed that I can't club. understand, like, you know, going back to all those years, I know we kind of went off topic there and all the but, like, how, like, they, 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 they refused in the likes of Mike Ashley to buy clubs now, right, and stuff like that. They, they refused Peter Reesdale to buy clubs a few years after he brought Leeds to but well, how could they let the Glaciers take a loan out of Manchester United uh, to buy it? Do you know what I mean? You know, how could you let that mark in football like? There's a name for it. I can't even remember the name for it, but I shouldn't be allowed. It's basically like just taking a bank a bank loan out to buy a yeah. club. Yeah. You've no get yeah. any, you've no, I don't think they've put any money in their own. No, they've never put money net, into it, Matt. That's no. what they're saying. They never put money in themselves. Up to their debt, but they always get the kind of shareholder pingwees uh, to pay you at the end of the year and stuff like that. Yeah. Le- a leverage buy, a leverage, yeah. leverage buy you or something. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, leverage buy. They took out, it was a divvyance of 11 million each. Aye. Three weeks Aye. for the three one by Jesus Christ. Man. I know. No, I wouldn't like Celtic to get down that kind of road. No. No, but, I mean I don't. If one of these big daft companies came in to take his, well, I, I don't know, man. Could have good points and it's bad points, really. Depends yeah. who it is, kind of thing. You know, what happened when Celtic were in Scotland, though? No, but no, probably See, that's the not. Problem, like, uh... If if Celtic were in the Premier League, not that you want it to be in the Premier League, but if they were in the Premier League, that have been that have happened years ago. Aye. That is that with 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 the with the globe with the global the global following and the global market and the global Celtic as a club that would have happened years ago. If Celtic were in that, you could have had the Saudis. You could have the Saudis and all these teams going after them like they are going after Newcastle because they see the way the Newcastle fan base and all that. And Celtic's mm-hmm. history, with the greatest respect, uh, compared to Newcastle, is a lot bigger with obviously European cups and all that kind of stuff. So if the likes of Celtic were in that, they'd have been. They'd have been looked at, put it like that, or certainly uh, if not looked at, they'd have been bought years ago. Definitely. definitely. You'll see, see if that's, I mean, that's Super League of CTs, that's, no, that's never went away, that's still bubbling away in the background and that. See, like if Celtic could get, I mean, 
eventually, as we'd be sitting here and like, oh, but we take to join that pub league and that, and I we would, but eventually football's going to progress and we'll need to move and join some bigger league kind of thing. And that's when, see if you see these kind of, all of a sudden their shares getting bought for Celtic and that, you'll know that there's something going to happen. Do you get what I mean? Oh, because yeah. there will be, because the Celtic could get involved in something like the Superliga, some kind of British league, if it's, that's what they're going to do. If Celtic get into that kind of level with, with this TV money and all that, these vultures will be circling. Do you know what I mean? Oh, You'll see a lot man. of that. And that's when, that's when people that, need to be, be, the fans will need to be careful about that who's actually Mark, that's in, about. That's involved us at the moment, Mark. Uh, oh. phone watch or something like a phone way or something in this aye aye there is a you know because that's aye, why they're, they're still hanging on Mac. yeah they're, there's they're still, investment firm yeah. yeah that's why they're still hanging on Mac because they they see this happening in the future and that's aye, when they say they'll make their money yeah and aye it will, it will happen there's no getting yeah. away from it there's going to be some kind of European leagues or there's going to be some kind of British league and that's when all that will kick in mm-hmm. you have some you could have some Irish American fella that's in America for donkey's years, he's a billionaire, might be a Celtic fan, you never know, blah, blah, blah. Next minute they come into it and he's got money to burn. Mm-hmm. And they're the kind they're the kind of fellas like like the way the the guys well, who are like, who, who owns the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, yeah the Boston. But the guy be, who was They must be they must be wealthier than Dermot Desmond, I'd imagine, Terra. Well well the guy who owns the guy um the Liverpool guy, um what's his name? Is it Henry. Henry. Yeah, Henry, yeah. He owns he owns the Boston Red Sox. Right. The baseball the baseball team. So I that remember that film Moneyball that was based on it, aye, whatever. Aye. Like, he owns them. So he like he was giving the general manager there twelve and a half million in that story, like for a, a contract a year. So that's the kind of money you're talking about. So he owns the Boston Red Sox and he's able to own obviously that maybe all or he owns a majority shareholder, whatever it is in Liverpool. <laughs> That's the guy you're kind of talking about. Are you telling me if he was a Boston and obviously probably has Irish heritage or might have some connection to it, maybe Liverpool might be more down his line. But if Celtic was in that league as well, that that wouldn't have been an interest to him as well. Especially in the, in the, Boston, in the Boston community of Ireland. Imagine the owners of Boston Celtics basketball team coming in and buying Celtic. Oh yeah. Imagine the do you get what I mean? The commercial the commercial stuff and the amount of advert do you get what I mean? That would be totally off the kind of scale for us, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so and then so they they know how to do it over there because I was at a basketball oh. match a couple of years ago in the Boston Celtics and it's it's something else like. It's something else over there. They're they're Irish to the core, like. No, 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 another, like, no, like Sport that I know we're well off topic now, like, but and one of the best atmospheres I've ever soaked in it was in Dallas for the Dallas Stars ice hockey. Now that's now that's. Oh, now ice hockey! Ho- like, if I was in America, if I was in America, I think I'd be more an ice hockey fan, mm-hmm. than an American football fan, or baseball. Well, mental, like, it, was, it was quite. It was ironic, like, because it was like a hundred degrees in the desert in Texas, like, but <laughs> but the ice yeah, hockey, but... like. Jab will be waiting for the kiss cam in the ice hockey. He's waiting for the first party for kiss. That's what Jab will be waiting for the kiss cam. Next to Mikey. I don't think if you want to kiss me after the the last game. Mikey just gave him another drubbing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, Mikey wish would cling him live on air. Back to the football. What 
going into Mudwell Market, like we always give our own kind of lineups, like, but like, what would you go? Who would you take out? You know, Habs, like these injuries. No, like, what's this doing with a bad actually? Habs first, is it no? Dead leg or something? Hibs, like sorry, that. yeah, Hibs. Uh, yeah, did, but could I that take him all over the weekend? A dead leg? No, he, he, he just said he should be okay. Sure. Just said he was yeah. okay. He just got a bit of a knock, a dead leg or whatever. I think some footballers are sure of pussies anyway, myself, but that's my uh, own opinion. Yeah, but no, I thought, I, me and Mikey were talking about that the day. That's ridiculous how bad I get off for that, I thought. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what up what a bit like. that's what we're talking about. Do you get what I mean? But even, James, Forrest, did James Forrest have went off for that. No, no, it is. He might be out for five months afterwards, but he's probably going to make off. I didn't even see what had happened to him. And then when I saw the replay... He kind of clung his knee off his knee or something like that. It looked like a knee, didn't it? The other guy didn't need to get off. If you're getting off injured in a 50-50, the other guy's getting off wages. That's my opinion on it. And the funny thing is, it's what Michael mentioned a while ago, Mark. You're not going to get to play these Aye. games every year and you get a little bit of a bang. I'll head off there, lads, and put your life pack on it because I'm a big girl's blows because I've got an old tap in the side of the knee there. That, 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 that's exactly what we're talking about. Like this because Celtic was, team is kind oh, of lightweight. It, like, isn't it, it? It, went, it went straight up the tunnel. Oh, that must be bad. That bad is went straight up the tunnel. And then about five minutes later, it showed you I'm sitting in the ducket. Yeah. Do yeah. you get what I mean? If you're, in, if you're injured, you're getting took off and you're getting bapped away for scans or whatever do you know what I mean you grow a bit of buzz and get in for a dig but, yeah. and this is the show this is the showcase where they say they all want to play and it's Michael alluded to it earlier on with the Jota one saying oh he was a little bit fatigued exactly. you know what you're saying he's saying he wants to play in the Champions League they want to put themselves in the shop window and I'm a bit fatigued I, I, I can't I can't make tonight lads sorry about that I've got a knock in the old leg there lads I'm going to stroll off sorry about that I mean battle battle your heart out for this like you know, you're 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 putting yourself in the shop window. You want to show how good you are. You want to show that I can progress to a higher level. Want to be playing a, with a bigger team or whatever a, they want to look at it like. Of, we need a team of eleven Roy Keynes. That's what we need. Do you maybe do? Do you maybe think? And I, a bad would be playing in the under twenty under twenty one, uh, World Cup. I think with Israel. Like, do you think maybe that's why he's like that? That he doesn't want to be injured for that. You know, that, that's what well, it does. I hope not. I didn't you know, even but, know there was an under-21 World Cup. Yeah, there would be tournaments, all right, yeah, there would be. Yeah. Who else? Me and Mikey were talking about this earlier on the day, but there's hardly any of your team going to the World Cup. Yeah, we'll have the... Kyogo Maeda, maybe Hayate. No, my, no way. I don't no, think Maeda no, and Hayate no. are going. No. What about Vickers? Uh, Vickers will be there. Juranovic. Mm-hmm. If you go through the starting eleven, normal starting eleven, there's like that's two or three matches. That's who we came up with the day, wasn't it? Uh, Carter Vickers, Juranovic, and well, maybe maybe O'Reilly, wasn't it? But no expected. He's still an under twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyogo. Go. Kyogo. Aye. I mean, are Greece in this? Are Greece in the World Cup? No. 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 And that's the thing, Paul. I mean, mind with. Uh, we sent the Japanese boys it was all over what happens at international breaks and, that, and I put it up in the forum when well, Hayashi's first call up Mark was only recently that was aye. his first call up yeah aye and these other funny the other ones hadn't been had a call up for three years four years and that was like, aye, that's not going to happen mm-hmm. because he's only been called up recently Mark because aye. of last season with Celtic 
you know. But, uh, Aye, but I don't see it. There's not going to be many Celtic players at the World Cup. So, well, we're going to Australia, ain't we? Yeah, but like, yeah, Mike, but Mikey's, it's, it's, Mikey's, Mikey's looking forward to that, ain't you, Mikey? But, but yeah, but it's that just like <laughs> compared now where we no. are, right? We players no, getting fatigued. Let Mikey yeah. get on this Australian gig. Go for it, Mikey. Well, I'm just saying, it's, I, I just think it's bollocks, is it? It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going out, uh, all that way for a, a friendly, just uh, two friendlies, just because you're, just because you want an Australian manager. Yeah. I've had a I Russian manager. Would they be playing in Russia? I agree totally, yeah. I agree totally, yeah. Because you have a player there, right, in the who says he's fatigued, and there you are, a, a prime time to have a rest. You know, you could easily go to Spain, Mark, or something like that in the sun. You know, you know, go 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 there and don't do a trade. Yeah, do a trade and walk out at home, man. Get me, get these don't players you... up to scratch for the second half of the season. You get me? Are you, you, know? are you, are you tell them here. See if you're not top of the league by the time this break comes about. All these big stars and that. You're only going to Australia. You'll take Is there going to be a winter break actually next season, next year? Because well, of the World that... Cup. No, but that's the winter break. It's, it's that's it. It's, it's only it's, it starts in three weeks, Paul. Mm-hmm. The World Cup. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the winter break's been brought forward to cover that. Is that not what's happened, Mikey? It probably is, I say, Mikey. Is it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so what I mean, I think what have you got? Five games or something to the World Cup? Yeah, five games. Yeah, five games. You know. Oh. Five games. Like we're going. It's going to be a long, long season. Come January, we'll like, you know we'll what I mean? We'll need to pick a team to support in the World Cup so we can keep doing podcasts. France. <laughs> I'll go France. Argentina. Yeah. No, Even I can't, Mikey. Uh, Qatar. <laughs> what? Qatar. Right. Qatar. Yeah. Well, they're hosting ever. <laughs> if you can name the players from Qatar, I'll be unbelievably impressed. He'll know, I know what, I know one, I know one player. Here we go, I know Mikey would know. Abdu, Abdi, Abdar, Abdi. I know one of them. One of the players that plays for them, Omar Abdul Rahman. That's his name. Is that he plays for Saudi Arabia. Uh, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed, uh, the terrorist. No, I'd, um, <laughs> I'd, um, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'm all over Argentina. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. go for Argentina in the World Cup. I just hope that the day, like you say, is for Messi. Neymar. Yeah. Oh, f- aye, fuck him. <laughs> you cheat Neymar? No. Don't like him at all. Big problems there with, with him as well in, in PSG. Was it with him and Mbappe? There seems to be problems with him there. There was problems yeah. with him at Barcelona, Paul. Mm-hmm. See, Barcelona, see whoever the next young thing was that came in. Messi didn't like that. Take yeah. the spotlight off of him and that. He didn't. I was, I was really, really surprised that Messi's went to PSG. Obviously, it's all to with how money's working and stuff like that kind of thing. It's maybe his only option, but him and Neymar do not like each other. Well, anyway, said everybody will be in the same boat for the World Cup, eh? anybody but England there eh? will be the usual. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't really care who wins it, if I'm being honest, but as long as England didn't win it, then that's good enough for me. Exactly. Eh, so. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I can't yeah. see England doing too much in that. Uh, before we go, uh, it was nice to see Ireland beat the uh, Scotland ladies last night, 1-0 at Hampton, and Ireland women, for the first time in history, progress to the Women's World Cup. I'm sure Mikey will join us when we do that World Cup as well. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, you can ask me Natasha to cover the World Cup, Paul. You're in there. You can ask her for it. <laughs> she's doing it, yeah. She's doing Is it. She? She, she, yeah, oh. she got a contract with, uh, I think it was a, with Sky, I think, to do it. Yeah. Paul was, Paul was only knew that, knew that game was on last night. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was on because of the video. Did you not see the video, Mikey? No. The video, other Irish lasses are in the Hamden dressing room singing the Celtic symphony and that. And oh, well, I hope they do well then. It's, 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 it's went crazy and the wee lasses on apologising on the telly. It was on Sky Sports today, Mark, we interviewing the girl who scored the goal, right? Shocking, wasn't And he turned around to her. Uh, just come away from your victory. What about your 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 IRA chat, chance in the dressing room? Put the girl on the spot live on Sky Sports News, and she was going, "Oh, we, we apologise for that." And things, you know, typical Sky Sports, isn't this? Just as all the known their card before the game, then they do it a shot. Ridiculous! Like Jesus Christ, it's only a song. Do you know what I mean? You know. Aye, that's it. It's only a song. I mean, look at other songs that England fans in that thing. Exactly, man. There won't, you know I mean? there won't be anyone on Sky Sports News asking what about the song song tonight in the Crumble Dome, like. Yeah, they can no, stand up and sing uh, whatever they, they can sing whatever they want about killing left, right, and centre. That'll be fine. But the girls sing the Celtic Symphony. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe the the last part of it. Someone should have maybe stopped the video before they got to the last part. It might have been a bit more sensible, like. You know what I mean? Because as soon as they sang that and it was released, you knew there was going to be, you knew there was going to be uproar over it because it's typical. Well, but there won't be anyone, there won't be anyone asking questions about what songs they're singing tonight in Ibrox, like. But see the thing about it, it's just a song tears. It's been, it's been sung by Celtic fans and Ireland fans for how many years? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't really mean it. It, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Didn't it? No. You're not going marching down the road with really, like, comeback year on, like you know what I mean? Aye, it's just a it's just a daft became a daft Celtic Island song kind thing. It doesn't actually mean mean that it's much. Literally, it's it's literally the co- it's the chorus coming into it, and it just it just happens to be that it, that's it. Like, well, it's just bollocks. So, like, saying, I love boxing, and one of my favourite boxers is the Irish boxer Michael Conlon. Oh, oh love yeah, him, love him. him. You've shown me a few of his videos, Michael. Oh, he's I, 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 I've seen him once before, eh, and he puts on the right performance before and in the ring. Eh. And he came out to the Celtic Symphony once as well, and he refused he, to apologise. He, he, he's changed, he, he, he's changed he his walk on music to Grace now. Eh? He comes yeah. out to Grace now instead of the Celtic Symphony. Yeah. But like you say, mm-hmm. he, even he got like, reprimanded for that. Eh? It was like soon as the other week, we oh, got Celtic fans the same of Britain for all this with the Queen and all that. Well, <laughs> did you hear him saying then about Liverpool fans? The video of the Liverpool fans taunting the Rangers yeah. fans the other week. Exactly. They were booed a minute silence as well, though, uh, Mark, the Liverpool fans. So, like, it's, they can be selective as they want. Like, this is a, this is a fella that can, was whipping up a crowd when he was manager of Rangers when, after Celtic came, and they're singing the Billy Boys, and he's whipping yeah, them up. That's fine. That's fine. You can whip up a song saying, killing up your knees and feeding blood and all that. That's okay, but... The Celtic fans sing they hate the monarchy and all of a sudden that's disgraceful. You shouldn't be doing that. But you can you can whip up that basically saying killing killing it killing terror or killing Irish people is north Scottish people or whatever, Catholics, it's fine. Is that okay, is it? Fuck off. The Liverpool fans the Liverpool fans were on one end of the road 
they're like the police between them and them that lot the other week. And the, the other pool fans were off tricolours out and that and singing yeah, Lizzie's yeah, in a, Mark, Lizzie's yeah, in a box yeah. and that. Soon as soon as they mentioned box. that, because at the end of the day, didn't force political views on people because it never ends no, really. No, because and that's it, like if you push it on anybody, they're going to push back harder. Correct. And that's it. That's, aye, so see if you just let people be what they want to be and just kind of keep it, keep it, keep it to yourself kind of thing. I mean, every one age we've all sang stupid songs over the years, but no, oh, no YouTube. Them. Uh, oh, no. Them. <laughs> but no, but see like all these, I mean, it's like that wee Abdul guy. You get what I mean? I, I, yeah. feel, I, I feel sorry for that wee guy because I don't think he's a full whack. Do you get what I mean? And, I think Mark, he just loves the attention. Ah, he's getting involved in stuff and he's just, I don't think he actually understands what he's saying and stuff like that. But, Do you remember you said to me a thing about him, actually, Mark, saying his family kind of disowned him over to his, his views and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? He's, he, him himself are going around Slating Pakistani people and everything aye, like that. Aye, man, ask you, ask it, Jonas about uh, next time Jonas is on. Ask Jonas about him. I can't well, imagine what Jonas would say. Jonas know of him. I. Jonas says he's an embarrassment. Jonas says he's an embarrassment to black men everywhere. Jonas says he's an embarrassment to black men everywhere. Yeah, I mean, as a stuff like that. You know, I mean, every, I, I, she's even getting away from Celtic Ranger stuff. Every fan base in the world's got dodgy wee songs about each other's team. Do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, whether it's South America, whether whether it's Motherwell Nackies and stuff like that. There's all, I mean, the, you go down to England, the high soul stuff, the, uh, the music disaster, aye, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's always, there's always is that wee element of that kind of sickness, but it always gets chanted in the pubs before the game or in the bus and that when you've had a few babies. And that, to me, it's close to the bone banter when you're laughing yeah. at people dying in that or singing songs about it but you don't actually mean it if you get what I mean it's just mm-hmm. you get caught in the moment after a few babies in you and stuff like that but this, it's because of social media and that see 20 years ago we still these mad songs no mad you not hear about this stuff like no yeah, exactly. and they bothered it was just part and parcel and it didn't really cause any bother they shout at things at you and you shout at things at them and that was it. The next thing now you're over Twitter and their guys getting sacked for their jobs for shouting something at a football game. That's a lot of nonsense. Do you remember that film um, about the football club was uh, Shadwell? Do you remember Aye, that? It was, yeah. it was based Aye. on Millwall. Yeah, yeah. ID. Aye. Like, remember the pubs and that thing? Like, the, you went to the pubs like, and if, if all the supporter came in, you were dead. Like, you know I mean? That was I watched that there recently, but that was one of the best films ever made. That that was a brilliant film. That the guy that who was, was actually based that, on that, was on YouTube. Was on YouTube recently. The guy who was actually main, the main character in it. He was an uh, undercover I, cop, and he said he was sitting in a tube like James, that. Ball. James English. Was it James English? I interviewed them terms. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, it it could based be based on a real fella, is this? Uh, oh no, he was an undercover cop, and he literally was sitting. He was he was sitting in the tube with obviously two or three other Millwall fans and he said there was a man sitting straight across from him with his wife and two young daughters and he had a, a Crystal Palace pennant on him and your man just laid across and just started punching the head off your man in the middle of the tube and one of the Millwall fellas and your man literally had to stand up and start singing no one likes us we don't care to try to get your man to stop because obviously he was an undercover cop but he couldn't be seen to be doing anything yeah 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 
you know, but uh, it's on YouTube. He I'll, was telling, he was telling the story, it's unreal. Like. I'll, I'll, find that, that, I'll yeah. find that for you, Paul. You'll see the James yeah, English or Sean Atwood or somebody, somebody like that. He was a Scottish lad doing it, Mark. A Scottish lad. Uh, oh, that'll be James English then. Yeah, he was. It was very good. No, it was very good. I just happened to come on, come upon it, like you know what I mean. So yeah, I, I listened to it, and I it was only when he said who he was, you kind of go, all oh, right. And he, basically, everything in the film was exactly what would happen. Like he said, well, it was unreal. Hitting, like we're, we're hitting a big time here now. We're yeah, plugging big big podcasts like James <laughs> English and that. But uh, but there's a lot of uh, see the boy that Donald McIntyre and that went undercover with. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done podcasts with people and all that and. I mean, some of that stuff, especially doing an England man, some of that, that was serious political stuff that kind of got involved with all that. Doing it was, England. Mark, back then in the 80s, aye, he's wanted, he was, I want, yeah, you know, Millwall were one of the worst football clubs, they still are, aren't they? Millwall, a, they're fans. A bit, see, Millwall, Millwall's just, see if you go to any weekend, I still, Millwall's probably knows even the, see, like, Hamilton Aki's Paul. It's just a Mary. It's just a Mary of them. It's just this place. It's a, it's stuck in the middle of this wee shithole of a housing scheme in London. And <laughs> I swear to God, see, see if you start fighting with a, a guy in Millwall, you're, the next thing you've got women out in the street and all granny. The lot, everybody turns out. It's wacko doing there, honestly. Millwall, it's a, it's like a maze to run about it. It's like a maze in the stadium sits here. And after the game and that, it's just yeah. it's pure bandit country, man. The grannies and everything around it throwing stuff at you a lot. Jesus Christ, man. We let it there, lads, I think, but went really off the ball. Uh, I, thought, I thought we'd get left it. <laughs> uh, thanks to Terence, Mikey, you guys at the live chat for joining us. We'll be back again on Sunday night. Hopefully, we'll see them pure Celtic on Saturday. Uh, Mark will close the show. Hey, thanks very much, Paul. Terence, thanks again, Mikey, for coming on today. Everybody listened in. Thanks very much. We really appreciate it. If you know how, hit the like button. And if you know, uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Uh, good night. Hail, hail, and God bless. Thanks very much, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, hey, Mikey. Thanks a lot, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.